What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. And today, an interesting topic, actually. One that was recommended to me by a friend to do a podcast on. And, buddy, I'm not going to say your name just yet because, well, I'm going to ask you for permission for next time. Because today, you know, a little bit of, like, chaos, a little bit of, like, crazy shit happening at work. And let me tell you guys, like, if you ever go into a gas station and you are absolutely, like, obviously under the influence... We're gonna know. Like, there's a 0% chance that we will not know. Or, like, 9 times out of 10, like, the guy behind the counter, i.e. me, will be either just as stoned as you, if not higher. So, first off, let me kick off the episode with a couple of stories, and then we'll actually get into, like, what I think this podcast should be about, which is jobs for stoners. The ideal employment position for somebody that invests their time, money, and, like, lifestyle in cannabis. And, like, first off, let me tell you. Like, I have had so many people come into the gas station that I work at just absolutely, like, blown out of their minds. Like, there's zero, zero percent chance that, like, they are completely coherent, that they are there, like, at all. Like, just today, for example, I had a guy come in. Don't think he was high on weed, but he was definitely, like, on something. And this dude literally, like, screamed at me, yelled at me, and was like, you know what, man, like... I just, I just need to get myself some nicotine. He's like, I need a, I need a black and mild. I'm like, all right, well, flavor, dude. And he's like, oh, just give me a regular one. So I hand him a regular one. I'm like, okay, it'll be one nineteen. So he pulls out a dollar twenty, and I'm like, it's a dollar twenty nine with tax. Literally, the dude throws the fucking change across the counter. Which, by the way, don't ever fucking do this because, like, if you do, you will immediately piss off whoever's at the gas station. And guess what? Here in California, at least, I don't know wherever you guys are listening from. Somehow, let me know. But like. It is just completely fucked up if you just throw money at a cashier, whether it's a grocery store, whether it's a gas station, whether it's an ice cream shop. Like, I really, honest to God, don't care. If you're, like, if you're one of these people that just has to, like, treat life like Burger King, you have to have it your way, then please, like, just don't be a dick about it. Like... There's a way easier, way better way to go about it. And you could just be like, oh, hey, like, sorry about that. Like, I don't have the change. Is it cool? And nine times out of ten, we'll be like, yeah, dude. Whatever. Like, do, like, either pay it up when you can or, like, you know, you're good. Like, we're not going to trip on it. Like, that is, it is what it is. Like, and that's just, that's just, it is what it is. It is what it is. The way that it is, is how it is. I don't know a better way to say it. Like, as long as you're not constantly doing this, like, all the time, 24-7, being like, oh, I don't have any change. Oh, sorry about that, man. Like, oh, I don't have any change. And you're going back to, like, the same gas station every single fucking time. Then, yeah, it does get a little bit, a little bit annoying. But, like, there are by far better things that we have to do with our time than get pissed off at you for not having, like, appropriate change. That's, that's about it. That That's it for the intro. Like, don't be a dick, essentially. Like, and then there's people that come in stoned. And I had one guy get stuck in front of our soda machine, which, by the way, I got myself a Dr. Pepper before leaving work today. Ice ASMR. And I got my stizzy right here because, you know, I just decided that I'm not really going to smoke flour too much in this closet because while hotboxing a closet is fun as fuck, I'm going to save that for, like, special session episodes because if I do it all the time, it kind of just, it loses the significance of being a hotbox session. Like, 
I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but that it it is it it's facts. Like if you do it twenty four seven, it loses being special. So I'm gonna turn the music up for a sec, take a couple hits off my stizzy, and come back at you with what I think are the best jobs for people that smoke weed. Be back in a second. Okay, well, here I am, back again. And you know what, guys? Like, today, honestly, today was one of those days that, like, I wish for some reason that I had just not gone to work. Because I tell you, man, people today, the moods that people seem to be in today, just immediately, like, I got bad vibes the second that I came into work today. Number one, like, I don't really care. People can do their own thing. People can do whatever they want when I'm at work. Like, I'm not going to stand here and be like, oh, no, how dare you do this other thing? Like, I'm not I'm not a super hard person to work with. I feel like I'm pretty chill most of the time. Like, I'm pretty docile. Nine, nine times out of ten, I'm stoned. But, like, you know, I look at, like, the people that I'm working with today. And, like, one guy, one guy that I work with, really good mood. We talked. We bullshitted our entire shift. Like, everything was great. But, like... My boss today, immediately after I got there, he's just like, all right, cool, I got to take off. I got to get out of here. I got to go. And I'm like, okay, you could have left at any fucking time. But, like, you know, whatever, drag it out. And then, like, it's just crazy, dude, because sometimes people will always be in a really good mood. And sometimes people will all be in a bad mood in one day. Like, today. Okay, I don't know how many of you guys, like... How do I say this? I don't know how many of you guys have ever pumped gas before, alright? Probably a lot of you if you're listening to this and, you know, you're within the proper age group. What happens when you slide a debit card through a gas pump? It continues to pump gas until you tell it to stop. So this woman originally wanted to put 30 bucks on her gas pump, right? Cool, awesome, no big deal, I ran it. She goes outside, unhooks the pump, hits the button, puts the pump back in, then puts it in her car. And I'm looking at her like, ma'am, that's not how that works. You're supposed to pull it out, pump your ga- hit the button, pump your gas, and then hang it back up when you're done. She goes, well, can you come help me? And I, can't- I went outside to come help her. And so she slides her card. She does her pin and enters all of her information and shit that she has to type in. The 20 questions to use a debit card is ridiculous at this point if anybody's had to go through that. Proceeds to pump like $41 of gas, which filled her gas tank, comes back inside and gets pissed off at me for it. And I'm like, ma'am, that's how gas pumps work. And she goes, well, you know, I've never been so disrespected in my entire life. I've never been there. You robbed me of $11. And I'm looking at her like, ma'am, you pumped your gas. I didn't go out there and pump your gas for you, which I probably should have at that point. Because I think, like, it's okay to assume that people are just dense sometimes. And, like... I don't know, man. Like, this this woman just... She she took that, that 10 seconds and put me off for, like, the rest of the fucking day. Like, literally, the rest of the day, I was just in an instant, like, bad mood. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I, wanted, I didn't want to deal with anybody's bullshit. And she didn't take very kindly to me not wanting to deal with her bullshit. But allow me to elaborate on that a little bit more. So, like... 
there's been plenty of times at my work where people have like started shit with me or like tried to get pissed off at me or like want a refund on something that it's like, dude, I can't give refunds. Like car washes. Car washes, dude. People will always buy car washes and just expect it to be like, you know, the perfect car wash, the $6 car wash, the the not premium car wash. And if you're driving like a fucking like jacked up super lifted Ford F250 with like a turbocharged engine or whatever the fuck you put in there. I'm I like cars but not enough to know exactly the details on the truck engine. Like there's just there's just certain things that you should know about your car. Number 1, number 1 thing you should always learn is let your car get down to like barely floating on the gas needle, barely floating when you first get a car. This is this is a trick that a friend told me. And then you wait until it gets to that point, and then you fill up the entire tank. So you know just about, like, exactly how much will fill your entire tank. So that way, you always know if your tank is, like, hitting empty or, like, a quarter, you just divide it up. You can do fractions, I'm sure, at this age. But, like, man, I just, I can't believe the audacity of some people. But before I get off on too many tangents about dumbasses, let me begin my list. That's going to talk about the ideal job's... For potheads, for stoners, for people that participate in the marijuana functionality of the entirety of the world. I'm going to actually, like, take a sec here, recuperate my thoughts, probably take a couple more hits of my stizzy, and then, like, I'll, I'll actually, like, be able to finally get into it. I'm sorry. I'm, like, beating around the bush tonight. It's been a long day. I apologize. I'm a little bit tired. So, <laughs> the one thing that'll help, obviously, is more weed. Be right back. Dr. Pepper ASMR there, but you know what? That's fine. It happens every now and then. But like, all right, let me let me let me get into this. Let me get into this before I fucking space out and start going off on tangents and rants. Apparently, some of people some people enjoy that, but you know what? I'm just gonna keep it super simple tonight. The number one, like the number one wrong thought that every stoner has is, oh, I could be a bunted a butt bun tender. I could be a bud tender, or like, oh, I could be like, you know, a, a salesman at a marijuana dispensary. Like, I know all my shit, I know all my edibles, I know my drinks, I know my doses, I know this, that, and the other. Your personal sh- God, I keep doing that. I really need to just, like, take this and, like, adjust it a little bit. Maybe scoot it back, that might help. Again, I apologize. Still figuring out some of this equipment, so... I really have no excuse at this point. But, back to what I was saying. So I think that some of the best jobs, the most ideal positions of employment for stoners have got to be, number one has to be like working at a gas station or like working at like a convenience store or something like that. Because for me anyways, in my personal opinion as to why this is number one is it's so fucking easy. Like if you can't, if you can't function working at a gas station... You probably shouldn't be working at all. Let me be like a thousand percent honest on this one. Brutally honest. Upfront about it. Like, this is the easiest job I've ever had. Easier than working at the thrift shop. Easier than working at a grocery store. 
easier than literally any other form of employment I've ever had. But number two, after the gas station, the gas station is number one simply for the fact that like it's a pretty simple, straightforward job. Anybody could do it no matter how stoned you are. Number two is going to be working in fast food because this, this is actually the job that the friend that recommended this to me has. And he told me, he's like, dude, I work at McDonald's. I fucking like, he's like, I can come to work absolutely fucked. And it's still the simp some of the simplest shit ever on the planet. Like you get the order, you make the order, you put the order in the bag, the bag goes out the window or up to the front. That's that. And lately with it being only like drive through and like delivery at the one down the street anyways. He told me, he's like, dude, it only made it easier. It only made it better. Like, I don't even have to try anymore. Like, I don't have to, like, put any effort into this job. Like, I just show up. Orders come in. Orders go out. That's it. I go home after eight hours. Like, it's it's awesome. And I was like, that's, that's nice, my guy. And I don't know, man. Like, when I worked at the restaurant, like, when I worked at the restaurant, same basic prospect. Prospect, Like, you get, like, an order for a salad. You make the salad. The salad goes in a bowl or it goes in a to-go box. If it's in a to-go box, you put the dressing in little cups. You put the cups in the box with the salad. You put any toppings that are, like, moisture-sensitive. Like, if you have, like, dried onions or, like, anything that's, like, dried, really. You put that in a little cup. Salt and pepper and shit like that. You put that in a little cup. You put the salad in the in the to-go box. The to-go box goes, you slide it down on the, slide it down the counter. And one of the servers takes it and, like, puts it in a bag and takes it up front and then, then that that's it. You know, scooping a bowl of soup, you dip, you scoop into the bowl, you put the bowl, either a glass bowl or, like, the bowl bowl, like, the, the to-go bowls, like, the cardboard heat-resistant bowls, I think they are. You take that, you pour it in there, you put it over, you send it out, like... And if it's at if it's in the restaurant, if it's like tomato soup and they want, like, chives or black pepper or some added shit in it, you add that shit into it and you just kind of, like... Sprinkle it on the top because they'll mix it up themselves. Like, they always got, like, we had, like, these, like, wheat crackers and shit that people would eat, too. Like, regular crackers, like, saltines that we had that people would love. And that, that that's fan-fucking-tastic. You're allowed to love your saltines. But you know what? Like, I don't know, man. For some fucking reason, there's just, like, there's a lot of things that, like, people don't understand about having a job. And to all of those young stoners out there who immediately think that you're going to get to the point that, like, you know, you're going to snap your fingers and all this magical clout and all these job opportunities and shit are going to come your way, like, once you turn into an adult. Guys, I got some bad fucking news for you because if it was that easy, every pothead ever would have their dream job right fucking now. Whether that's working in a dispensary or, like, doing anything else with your time and money, like... You don't immediately get your dream job right off the bat. And me, I got lucky enough to get that job at the thrift shop where I got promoted to a management position. And, like, work my ass off for, like, yeah, you best believe I did. Because at one point in time, I was making, like, 22 bucks an hour. And that shit was fire. Like, that was, like, the best time period of my life. I always had fucking money, dude. I needed, I needed cigarettes. Awesome. I went and bought some. I wanted weed. Like, I could go get some. I wanted alcohol. I could go get some. And there was a time period where, like, I had to quit smoking weed for a while because I was in the process of being promoted. And uh, one of my other managers in my original store told me, they're like, yeah, well, because he knew I smoked weed. He was like, bro, you need to stop smoking for, like, a month or two because you need to get clean before you have to take this drug test because they're going to promote you at the end of March. And I was like, yo, dope, cool. So I immediately quit smoking weed. Like, I, I didn't care if my significant other at the time did it. 
I didn't care if like you know any friends or anyone that came over did it. I just couldn't do it myself, and that was that was totally fine. But then I nailed this promotion, got put into the new store, and you best believe, literally less than a week later, I one of the first places I went to was the dispensary down over by my mom's. Picked up some weed, picked up a bowl because I even took my pieces and like told my significant other to hold on to them for me because. I told him, like, if you leave them out where I can see them and I can grab them and I can just take a hit off of it if there's a bowl in there, I'm going to do that. I need you to not let me do that because I cannot smoke. If I fail this drug test, like, this, this, that would be my entire job. Not just the promotion. The entire job. Absolutely fucked and gone. And I, I needed this job. I love the money that I made. But anyways, my next top place for you to work, if you are a stoner slash bothead... Has got to be again in the resale industry. Speaking of the speaking of the thrift shop, mm. like when I worked at Goodwill, dude, I used to show up to work if I knew I was gonna be in the back. Anyways, I would always bring like my pen or like bring like maybe like my pipe in my backpack with like one bowl wrapped up in a beanie covered in cellophane, and that would be my daily bowl that I'd go take a walk around the block because we lived in Riverside, which is a pretty decent sized city. And I go walk around the block and I go sit in this empty parking back, like the back side of this empty parking lot out next to our store. And I would go smoke a bowl because there was never anybody fucking over there. And like the fence that ran along the back of the parking lot was the fence of houses in a neighborhood. And I guess like I would have been kind of in trouble if somebody had complained about it because they probably would have just checked like the cameras in the parking lot. If there was any or anything like that or cameras from shops to see like why people are complaining about the smell of weed. But nobody ever did, so, you know, I pretty much got off, like, scot-free on that one. Like, didn't get in trouble at all. And that, that, that job, dude, I'll tell you, when you're at a, when you're working resale, and again, you think it's cool because it's like, oh, cool, you know, other people's old shit. Like, 90% of the stuff that you get is literal hot fucking garbage. Like, oh, I'm bringing you this entire 16 boxes of National Geographic magazines. And I'm like, that's great, you could have taken that to the public library and they probably would have actually used them. Instead, you brought it here, and we're never going to even sell any of these. Or people would literally bring, like, 10 to 14 boxes of books. It got to the point that we'd stop taking books for a while because we just had so goddamn many. And, I mean, at Goodwill, too, like, we would fill up, like, two big containers. They're called mutts. They're basically gigantic shopping carts that you could probably fit, like, a smart car inside of. And you, you, you load them up with shit and you roll them down to the other end. And the person literally just, the sides, like, deep, like, fold down so you can reach into the bottom of it. And you just stand there and just start pricing away at shit. And I mean, people used to bring cool shit, too. Like, we sold a bunch of, like, older, I think, like, third-gen iPads or something like that. Because we're on what now? Seventh-gen? I don't even fucking know. They were older iPads. They were back before it even had, like, a Touch ID button. But, like, you know... For, like, 20, 25 bucks to buy a fucking iPad, even if you're just going to use it for something like this. Like, if you're going to record a podcast or something on there, I'm sure you could find a way to, like, download some sort of, like, <clears throat> excuse me, cotton mouth. To download, like, to download some sort of audio editing thing. I just said to download, like, four times. I apologize. But, like, there had to be some kind of way to, like, work around it and use this thing to record audio. At least, like, a little bit of audio. Now, as far as, like, editing, post-processing, adding music, like, dubbing everything if you're going to dub things, you might want to pick up something a little bit newer. But even then, like, the MacBook that I'm doing all my editing on right now is a 2012 MacBook Pro, dude. 
And the reason that I love this MacBook and the reason I will never probably ever get rid of this MacBook as soon as I figure out how to work around and get Big Sur OS on here. There's just so many perks that this machine has that modern MacBooks don't have. Like I have a full-size Ethernet port. I have the MagSafe charging cable. I have two USB ports, a Thunderbolt port. Well, Thunderbolt 2, I believe it is by now. Thunderbolt 1 or 2. It's got an SD card reader built in. It's got this cool little button on the side. I'll click it for you. I don't know if you could even hear that. But it's got these little like line of LED lights that show you how high your battery level is. So before you even pull your computer out of your backpack, if you're not sure how much battery you have, it's got this little button that tells you exactly how much of a charge you've got. Which is just awesome to me. Because think about it, you're charging it. You don't have to open it to check the battery life. You just hit this little button and it tells you. Kind of like a battery, like a power bank. I guess. By the way, guys, in case I haven't said it yet, I'm actually just... That, that lighter sound you heard earlier? I lit the little candle that now lives in my office, and it's from Manning Candle Company at Inst on Instagram, at Manning Candle Company. M-A-N-N-I-N-G-C-A-N-D-L-E-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y. All lowercase. All one word. And if you're going to follow them, you might as well go follow me, too, because I have, you know, a few posts from with them in it that's, like, linked... To my to, to to their account to, to their account they're tagged in it that that that's what I meant to say I'm a little bit stoned and like go ahead follow me on Instagram too at l e e n i k y lee nicky all one word l e e n i k y and uh, we'll we'll have a good time and there's another shout out I got to do because I've had a customer come in tonight actually who I believe either works at or manages one of the dispensaries out here because this dude was decked out in like. If you guys know this brand, you know this brand, like the Wild Edibles, the the gummies I believe they make. They make gummies for sure. But this dude had just pins all up and down this lanyard that he had. Like he gave me a Baby Jeter sticker, a Baby Jeter lanyard, and a Baby Jeter uh, like little keychain clip thing. And I'm definitely gonna be throwing him up on the Instagram, tagging him in it, posting everything. So you know what? Thank you very much, man. Like. I mean, as soon as I figure out what his Instagram is, I will tell you guys, probably in the next podcast. I think it's just at the Baby Jeter on Instagram. If you type in Baby Jeter, you'll find it, I'm sure. It's B-A-B-Y-J-E-E-T-E-R. But in the meantime, let me get into my next optimal job for somebody that smokes. Alright, a lot of you might not a lot of you might not believe me on this. A lot of you might not be buying into this one, but I gotta say it. If you work at a place like, you know, a, a slow shop, a little hole in the wall, like something like that. Before getting your dream job at a dispensary, start small. Smoke shop. If you work at a smoke shop and you smoke and you have knowledge and can show up and be like, hey, man, let me tell you exactly what every single product in your store is best for. Let me show you how to roll. Let me show you how to use, use a roller. Let me, you know, hey, like this is a water pipe, not a bong. This is a uh, hand pipe. This is a spoon pipe. This is a dab rig. Like, you know, if you know your shit, like, oh, raw black papers are the more premium papers that I like to roll with, for example. You know, there's, there's zigzags, there's regulars, there's one and a quarter, there's extra longs, there's all these different kinds of rollers. Like, there's, like, all these different kinds of pipes. You know, you got regular pipes, hand pipes, steam rollers, everything like that, dude. If you have the knowledge and you feel like maybe if you showed up to, like, an on-the-spot interview, you could absolutely nail that shit. Try for a smoke shop, because I'm going to tell you, man, like, there's a lot of times people absolutely, like, doubt themselves and like, oh, I don't think I know that much about it. But if you work at a smoke shop and you smoke, 
kudos to you, my guy, because if you work at a smoke shop, you probably should smoke. If not, like, what are you really doing there? You're trying to sell me something you've never tried? Like, come on. And I know a lot of these old Indian dudes that own smoke shops out here. They might smoke, like, hookah and shit, but probably not, or cigarettes, but probably not, like, cannabis. Let's be 100% real. Unless you're, like, you know, a super chill guy. And if you are a person that owns a smoke shop out here, let me know. I will talk about your smoke shop. I will come visit your smoke shop, put you on the Instagram, anything like that. I'm out here in the Coachella Valley. I'll put a post on Instagram, and I'll, I'll tag the Coachella Valley in it so you can see. But it's in California. And, yeah, you think Coachella Valley, Coachella Fest. You are 100% right. I've been to it twice it's amazing, and I would 10 out of 10 recommend that you at least go to Coachella Fest, Burning Man, and maybe a Warped Tour concert at least once in your life. Even if it's not your thing, the vibes, the skateboard, like, at, at, when I went to Warped Tour, there was, like, people skateboarding in random locations, like, it was just fun, it was awesome, like, and then when I went to Coachella Fest twice, like, it's just the biggest, comp, like, compilation of, like, you're either a hipster who's there to see, like, those offbeat, like, not mainstream bands and, like, groups and shit. Or you're one of those actual, like, fuckboys that's there. Like, like, the year that I went and saw Eminem and Rihanna, I was photographing the festival. And, like, this dude came up to me with all of, all of his buddies and was like, Hey, man, like, could you get a picture of us all together and, then like, send it to me? Because I want to really have memories of Coachella Fest. And I shit you not, dude. I fucking shit you not. That is exactly how he talked. And I might be getting a little bit carried away here, but this kind of segues into the next job, which is doing freelance kind of work. If you don't want to be tied down and you don't want to be like limited to like one, one level of employment, you don't want like your, your monthly income to be based on how many hours you work. I mean, it's still going to be based on how much, like how much effort you put into it. But if you're running an Instagram page, you're doing a Twitter, you're like, you know, managing some social media for somebody, you go up and you tell them like, Hey, you want someone that's good with social media? Look at my social media. Try to have at least, like, a thousand followers. Like, I don't, but, you know, try to have at least, like, a pretty reputable page, some sort of source, maybe some material for a particular industry that you yourself are interested in. And this doesn't apply just to cannabis. Like, if you just happen to be someone that smokes weed and you're super good at taking photos of cars, I would go hit up a couple of small dealerships and be like, hey, I'll run your social media page for this much a month, this much a month. I'll be posting this many photos every couple days. If you get new cars, I'll come photograph them. If you sell a car, like, I'll nail a photo of, like, the final sale, like, a handshake or something. Like, I'll get, like, some photos at the shop when, you know, things are slow so that, you know, people still know we're out here. You can come up with all these different ways and ideas of presenting yourself that can actually aid you, like, aid you, not age, aid, aid you a bunch in the long run. Like, and if you present yourself as, like, a very, like, a reasonable person, a professional, someone that knows what they're talking about, unlike myself, then the chances of you booking freelance work are, like, way, way higher. One of my very first jobs, aside from being a mechanic and working at the thrift shop, my first, first, like, job, I wouldn't call it job, but, like, the first time that I really made, like, a decent, significant amount of money has got to be when I was with this company, and I don't even know if they're still around, I'm pretty sure they're not, but it's called In Love Events and Productions, and it was owned by this woman that I met going to the church that I was going to back then. And by the way, no, I don't go to church anymore. My views on that have changed, but I'm not getting into religion on the podcast. Let's just not, like, I believe in aliens and space and shit, dude. Like, come on. that That's the extent of that conversation that I'm willing to have on here. And, like, but anyways, I used to do, like, I used to do weddings. 
I used to show up, go with them to weddings, photograph the wedding. Like, I would always leave with, like, cases of, like, beer and wine and, like, a few pieces of cake and, like, oh, dude, wedding food is, like, the fucking best. We, we, we did this one wedding for this Mexican couple that got together, right? And they had these, they had a carne asada, like, a taco bar, basically, with all different kinds of meat and, like, pollo and carne and... I was eating tacos, dude. After the reception, and we were finally like off the clock when everybody was just allowed to party and get fucked up. Like basically, our only job was at the reception was just to enjoy ourselves, have a good time, kind of mingle. Like, and I kind of stayed by myself for most of it, but like I snuck off just long enough to like go have myself like a little bit of like this this like spliff that I had rolled earlier that day which was a, it's for those of you that don't know if you're watching this you probably should catch on to this by now a spliff is a cigarette that basically you roll out the tobacco and some people just mix in the weed and then pack it with tobacco as well but I take it and I put the tobacco in a grinder I put my nugs in the grinder I grind it all up together like it kind of finds out the tobacco a little bit but you just take that like blended mixture of weed and tobacco and just take your cigarette Hold it by the butt on the bottom, add a little bit in, tap it down, add some more, tap it down, add some more, tap, and there you go. You've got a spliff that is tobacco and THC coming in, nicotine and THC, I should say, coming into your system. And, like, so I snuck off long enough to have that and then have, like, another full cigarette. And then I came back slightly stoned, and I was just like, oh, fuck, yeah, it's food time. Like, and, like, I ate, I must have eaten, like, at least 20 fucking tacos, dude, because I just kept going back. To the point that, like, people were coming up to me, like, not, like, people, people, like, the wedding people, but, like, the, the, um, people that I worked with, and they were like, are you okay, are you good, I'm like, I'm just tired, like, I haven't eaten all day, I'm, like, super hungry, and I was, I was drinking, like, fucking, like, soda after soda after soda, like, and then I finally got to the point that I was like, hey, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna go, because the wedding was in Palm Springs, and, like, I really didn't need to be there anymore at that point, because my job was to basically kick it with the groomsmen all fucking day, and just, like, relax with them and make sure that they were happy they were taken care of they were eating like dinner and breakfast and lunch the day before the wedding and then had like a decent breakfast and like had like you know like showered up like one wedding we did a shitload of dudes that were in the grooms the grooms party literally were like two of them were absolutely shit face drunk by the time that it hit like you know actual wedding time and after everything was said and done during the reception reception Sean Connery for a second. The reception. Two of the groomsmen got into it, and one of them ended up in the pool. And we were like, "That's not our job. We're not dealing with this." But they kind of laughed it off, and everybody was like taking pictures of their friend like in the pool. Because I mean, most of the people at this party at this point were shit faced. So yeah, that that's it for freelance work. I don't want to elaborate too much on anything that's going on in there. But you know what? My next thing. It's going to be kind of similar to freelance work, but I'm sure you guys have seen where you can sell, like, stock photos on the internet or, like, stock video or overlays for fucking Twitch. Like, if you're good at being creative and you're good at, like, taking the most basic of basic photos. Dr. Pepper ASMR, I've caught mouth like a bitch. But if you're decent at what you do and you're pretty good at making, like, basic media... Then I would absolutely give it a shot at trying to sell some of that media and make that media into, like, the thing that becomes your, like, not your steady daily income. I would still recommend getting some kind of day job. But, like, I would also recommend 
that you find something that you love and want to do and make that your passion and make that what you want to go for. And above everything else, dude, like there's just super simple jobs that stoners can do. Like when I worked at the auto shop, we used to smoke weed in the auto shop and then change people's tires and oil. When I worked at the thrift shop for like most of the time that I worked there until I figured out I was getting a promotion, I used to smoke and like do dumb shit. When I worked at the restaurant, we used to smoke, we used to drink, we used to fuck around. Like, I don't know, man. Like it was just a good old fucking time. Like there was no harshness to any of it. There was no like everybody getting pissed off at each other. There was no anger. Like it was just kind of like, all right, cool. We're here now. Let's enjoy it. My number one job recommendation for all of you guys, if you're going to be potheads out there in the world, my number one thing that I have to say to you is be happy. Do something that you picture yourself doing for an extended period of time. Get into some industry. Get into something. Save up. Buy stocks. Invest. Do something with yourself. Besides just sitting there and smoking weed all day and living in your mom's basement because, you know, you think someday you're magically going to get famous off of social media. This, this shit's not easy. Like, I sit down here and record. Like, right now. Like, right now. I got off work. I could have come home, turned on my Xbox, played some Call of Duty, had a good old time, made some chicken nuggets, which I'm still going to do after I'm done with this, by the way. But instead, I'm on here trying to entertain you guys, give you guys some laughs, some fun tips, maybe come up with, like, an idea of something that you yourself want to get into or something you want to do. Because I know times are hard right now, and I know especially with COVID, you got to be super duper careful because... You could get a job today and it could be gone literally like tomorrow. They could just tell you, like, oh, by the way, sorry, there's no hours available. They could do to you what I've heard of them doing to a few people already, which is basically like, oh, we're going to hire you. But guess what? Like, we're not going to give you any hours. Yeah, imagine that. If, I had to give you a couple seconds to process that because as I said it, it just it sounded kind of profound in my own head. But yeah, there are places that are literally hiring people to be like, oh no, you're going to be full-time, you're going to be full-time. And then they're not giving them full-time hours. Like in my case right now, like I'm only working three days a week and I'm supposed to be full-time. I was working five days a week when I first started. I understand that hours have been cut because of coronavirus. But, I mean, that doesn't stop anybody from coming after you because you got bills to pay, because you got, like, shit to do, you got things to handle, you got weed to smoke and buy, you better be on top of your shit. And, like, you know, I don't know. Good luck to everybody finding a job right now. I've been looking for a new one where I can make more money, probably doing less actual physical labor. But, like, and that's, that's probably not going to happen. Like I said, gas station is, like, the easiest job I've ever had. And for the money that I make, it's not that bad. But, guys... Good luck finding new jobs. Good luck with employment. Good luck with everything, actually. Have fun even just sitting here listening to my podcast, Smoking Weed. I'm super stoned and just kind of ranting right now because I honestly, God, don't know what to talk about. But, you know, whatever. That's, that's kind of normal for me. So if you're listening to this in the PM, enjoy your baking, baking and sleeping. Sleep and bake? I don't know. Bake and sleep? Sounds weird. But then, if you're watching this, or watching this, God, if you're listening to this, and you're listening to this in the morning with your breakfast, having a cup of coffee, you just lit your first joint of the day, taking that first drag while this voice goes around around the world in your headphones, and I peek the mic consistently because I have no idea how to actually be like a decent podcaster. I'm just doing this shit for fun. But if you guys enjoyed this, let me know somehow. Listen to a few more episodes, maybe check it out. You know, a few of them I admit, kind of fucky. Some audio's fucked up in a couple of them, but you know what? 
Shit happens. But anyways, guys, enjoy your wake and bakes. Enjoy your nights. Enjoy your sleep. And if you're sleeping right now and you've been listening to my podcast and you're just hearing this now in the morning when you wake up and you're like, oh, God, I need to listen to the Stoner Thoughts podcast today. Hello. I'm here. I hope you enjoyed. Anyways, guys, have your guys, <laughs> have your guys, have yourselves a fantastic day or night, wherever you're listening to this from. And stay lifted. Stay awesome. I will see every single one of you. I won't see you, but I'll know you're here in the next episode of the Stone Thoughts Podcast. Good night and good morning. Good more? Good morning.